is Sunday, January 20th, 2019, and welcome to Flickr Effect. This is episode 279. I'm David Lott. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, guys. Uh, real quick, uh, we mentioned this uh, last episode. Want to mention it again? Um, for those of you uh, subscribe to the show, uh, you might be pleased to know we have a regular release schedule now. Uh, new episodes of this show will be dropping every Monday at around nine Eastern, six PM Pacific. And uh, we also have our other show, Spoiler Effect. So those new episodes will be dropping on Sunday nights, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So I'll look for that every week. And uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out Spoiler Effect, we invite you to check it out. We just recorded a spoiler review for Glass, which I'm sure we'll be talking about on this episode as well. But uh, yeah, go check that out. And that actually just uh, published as we're recording right now. So. It's there to listen to. With that, uh, let's get right to it. Bobby, what do you got for us this week? Well, um, let's see. As you mentioned, we pretty much just did a spoiler effect episode for Glass. And it was me, you, and Michelle, but one of our other compatriots wasn't there in the name of Yasha Wilson. So I am very curious to hear what he thought. Now, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want us to give a roundup of our thoughts or let's hear what Yasha has first? I want to hear Yasha first. All right. right. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll turn it over to Yash. What what you got, man? What did you think of Glass? I mean, guys, I... I really didn't know what to expect with this movie when I went to go watch it because M. Night Shyamalan has been so hit or miss when it comes to his movies. And I was just so thoroughly excited for this movie coming out. And then I started to see some of the reviews. Actually, I saw one review. I saw some Yahoo reviews said that um, Glass isn't the comic book movie that we are hoping we were hoping for. And that sent me into a spiral of just like depression. I just was genuinely like, oh man, what did he do? What what can I really expect when it comes to seeing this movie? What what am I in for? But I was still just really amped to see it. And in honestly, in my opinion, like I genuinely thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I really, really liked it. Like, is it gonna be one of my favorites? No. Was the story just perfect? I didn't think it was that perfect or that, you know, amazing. If anything, I loved watching James McAvoy bounce around from all the personalities. I thought it was so good. Like, I thought that was so fantastic. The story, the way that they carried from, you know, scene to scene. And then this, can I do spoilers right now, David, or should I not? No, let's probably stay away from spoilers. Okay. Um, If anything, just watching him, as this character that has so many personalities in it and just the way that the story really kind of transpired. Like I was walking out and I was looking at the screen and I watched like, you know, how they have the characters up there and it says, you know, this is the person who, you know, the actor that played him. It's like James McAvoy is credited as playing Patricia Dennis, Hedwig, the beast, Barry Hedrick, uh, Jade, Ian, Mary Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Kat, BT, Kendall, Kevin Wendell Crumb, Mr. Pritchard, Felinda, Luke, Goddard, Samuel, and Polly are all his credited roles in one movie. And to see him, I mean, I know some of it was probably editing and movie magic where it was like, you know, him and then he kind of changed. But there are some scenes where it wasn't edited. At least it didn't look like it was edited or cut away for him to get into another role. He literally did that in like 30 seconds. He went from, you know, two or three different personalities. And every single time it was like he was able to change his appearance, almost like his body shape, his mannerisms, his accent. The guy was phenomenal. And I genuinely enjoyed watching the movie and the story in a big part due just to him. I thought the movie started off fantastic. It jumped right in to everything that I wanted to see right away. And it just kind of like caught me up on what the unbreakable cast was doing. And I genuinely really enjoyed this movie. I liked it. I mean, it gives me like, 
I might even be willing to see it a second time in the theater. Like that's how much I enjoyed it. Maybe the sound was a uh, quality too. Like David, I was in some theater that just had like surround sound, super surround sound, whatever Dolby digital. It was just phenomenal. Like, I mean, I felt the chairs shake when it was a really serious and intense moment. So maybe that helped a little bit, but I mean, I, I can't say any enough that I, how, how much I just enjoyed this movie and enjoyed the story. I thought it was a big win for me. I really liked it. Well, I mean, that's actually, it's interesting that you had that thought because just in a nutshell, I think me, David, and Michelle are all on the same page as you because we all kind of had heard things going into it. And I know beforehand, when I remember sending out a text when the critics were first putting their reviews out there, and I was like, hey, just so you guys know, there's information out there on what people think of um, glass. And I know you were like, no, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, you wanted to definitely go in cold. So I remember when we recorded last night, I was curious to see if you were able to go into it without actually hearing anything or if some of that kind of leaked through to where you were finding out what the critics were thinking. So based on your reaction, it ended up not holding weight with you 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 saw it and you felt good about it same way i think that we did if i'm speaking correctly but i think that um yeah we all had a certain level of expectation after hearing some of these uh critics speak out about it and to go in and and be ultimately satisfied with that end product i think uh it's it's good for m night if a lot of people are having that same opinion and I don't know if anyone else has, but I've sort of looked out there today to see what the general vibe is. And it does seem, I would say, more mixed, but mixed to positive more so than mixed to negative. But I don't know if that's anyone else's experience. I haven't, well, I haven't like really sought out a reaction yet. I guess my feeling, at least just from kind of my social media, like Twitter feed scrolling through it is most of the reaction, at least professionally, critically has been negative. But I don't know, I haven't really just been like seeking out just kind of general audience members. So, Right. And I, I think overall, we'll see mostly when the returns come for, like, say next weekend, depending on how the drop goes. If it's a big drop, maybe audiences weren't digging it. If it's, it's a slight drop, maybe it's it's a, not necessarily critic proof, but it's one of those ones where there's just that shift. There's the divide between the critics and the general audience. Right. Well, even still, it's like, I mean, the drop off is like we've said before in this, on this show, it's like it's just half of what usually for the next weekend as it grossed $40 million this weekend the production budget listed on box office mojo says that it was only 20 million. So he's essentially already made his money back for the film. So, I mean, he's doing well in regards to like the success of this movie. I'm just hoping that it continues because I think it's deserved. Like I saw the Rotten Tomato score of like 38%. And I really think that's not, I think that's unfair. I don't know what some people were expecting when it came to going to see this movie or what they wanted to see when mm -hmm. they went to see this movie. But it's not like I was looking to see some huge, um, huge comic book battle scenes and all this everything and explosions and all these different powers. Like I mean, you, it's it's very much just a story, and it's I felt like it was a fun one at that. And to see the characters interact with each other, I think that's what was really justified when it comes to this movie. Yeah, I think we said something similar, too, in terms of what the expectations were there and if there was some sort of disconnect in between the movie we got and the movie people were expecting. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for him and hopefully that trajectory, as we mentioned, keeps going up for him and that he's continuing to do good things. I saw this article. I didn't read the article, but it was just a title. And I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it said something like um, it was an opinion article and it said something like why M. Night Shyamalan should not write his own scripts anymore or something like that to that effect. And I was just thinking like, man, it's so crazy how the critics are just seem like they just really 
did not like this movie to the degree that they're just <laughs> calling for his head in some ways. So it's just it's just messed up in a way. I feel like sometimes it's almost like it's the cool thing to do. Like they're just trying to like, okay, well, this is, you know, we've bashed on this guy and he's had so many misses in the past thing. Like why give him credit for something that I think he definitely is is deserving of? I mean, I, like I was talking about the, the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's like they're just incredibly savage when it comes to this. Like 30, 36%. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is unfair to begin with, you know, when it comes to films. It's, you know, they're ridiculous at times. And you get that person on there that's like, I don't understand why they had to use so many cameras when they made this movie. Like, that's some kind of stupid thing, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's like, you know, 78% of the audience, well, they, they all liked it. They loved it. You know, they thought it was fantastic. Right. And then 36% rating. For the tomato meter, which is like, you know, the, the the critics, the professionals, quote unquote, that just didn't like this movie. And you're just like, really? Like, what was it about the movie that you didn't like? Was it, you know, James McAvoy being able to bounce around on screen in like several different characters and have you believe that he was doing it? Because it's like his reactions were just very much like in par to what I would think a person who has multiple personalities would be and. You know, I thought Bruce Willis was fantastic in the role that he portrayed. And I really like Samuel Jackson. Like, he was good, too. Like, I mean, the movie is just, I, I thought it was just genuinely good. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I'm going to tell any and everybody who asked me to definitely go and see it. If you've enjoyed the other two, you're definitely going to enjoy this one. Agreed. Well, with that, I guess you could say that everyone here endorses the movie glass and if you're like you said like yasha said if you're kind of someone who's enjoyed the other two movies then you should go see it and make up the your mind for yourself um with that yasha did you have a chance to see anything else this weekend or anything else you maybe wanted you to know mention? i did watch something um it's a little bit of an older movie i watched the commuter with liam neeson uh, okay. this morning oh. when i started my day and, you know, it's like you, you go into it knowing what the movie's going to be. It's going to be Liam Neeson taking on the world and he's going to kick everybody's ass. Um, that's pretty much what happened when it came to this movie. Like, I genuinely, I like this one too. This was a, a, a cool action twist of a story and I enjoyed it. So I really, really liked it. So, I mean, there's not much more to say about it other than mm. I thought it was a fun movie and I definitely uh, dug it. You know, as I hadn't seen it, I know I had heard that it was good. As Shannon had said that it was a really good movie, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh, cool, it's fun action movie, and you know, had some really cool fight scenes, and was, you know, everything on a train, and then it had a really happy resolution for me that I was rather definitely satisfied with. So it was a it was a fun movie. Yeah, I think when it comes to Liam Neeson movies, well, I mean. I, and I say Liam Neeson movies where he's starring in it, he's the main character, and you can tell it's an action film. What you said really encapsulates it. He's basically him versus the world, and he's going to kick your ass. And yeah. I'm super okay with it. It's like uh-huh. it's like knowing it's like when you're going to watch a Chuck Norris movie, you know what you're getting into. It's like yeah. like when you see a Jackie Chan film, you know what you're getting into. Or and a Harrison okay. Ford movie. Right. And I'm cool with that. I'm super yeah. cool with it. Like, cause that's the, obviously that's the mood I'm in. That's the mentality I'm in and I'm ready to enjoy that ride. And it doesn't have to be amazing script or story at that point. I'm there to watch Liam Neeson kick some ass and say some really solid one-liners and a really awesome, like, you know, Welsh deep voice. Let's do this. Like, I'm super cool with that. That's how, that's what you're watching it for, you know? You're not going into that movie going, oh man, I hope he pulls out an Oscar for this one. No, like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I will say for sure, I did see the movie when it came out in theaters and it it definitely follows a, a specific Liam Neeson formula that he's had as of late. But, with this one, I did like the the idea that there was this um, person he was trying to figure out on the, on the train, and it kept you kind of guessing, and they do some misdirects here and there. And so I, I found it more uh, intriguing and, and the mystery aspect of it. It wasn't just this straightforward action movie where you, the, the beats are, 
you just know what's coming. But this one, it, it had to mix it up a little bit and do something different. So I appreciated that about the movie. Yeah. Um, did anybody get a chance to watch The Punisher at all this weekend? I didn't get a chance to watch not one episode, and that makes me sad. Same here. Actually, I usually will have watched at least maybe the first two on a weekend that right. one of those Netflix things drop, but I just didn't get a chance to this weekend. So I will definitely be binging it at some point in time, probably next weekend. Did you guys see the new Shazam trailer that dropped today? Mm-hmm. I was watching the game, and they hey. debuted it during the game. Thoughts, Michelle? You seem to like it. I do. I think it's pretty sweet. First of all, we yeah. already know my my thing with, with Zachary Levi. Let's, we'll put that For aside sure. quick. But I will <laughs> say, like, yeah, I would say a solid trailer. Like, watching him on the rooftop jump off and then Shazam into his character, mm-hmm. I was like... Well, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> like, yeah. That was a really cool shot. And just, I don't know. I kind of like the extra footage we got. I feel like you got to see a little bit more of Shazam in action um, really quick. And then it went back into kind of a comedy mode where they were in the realtor's office. And I was like, this is going to be nice. Like, I think this is going to be a nice little lighthearted treat for us in the DC uh, film a uh, universe like I just was like yeah I'm 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 super cool with Shazam and I'll say basically I want Shazam and I want Wonder Woman 1984 and and then I'm good me and DC we out peace <laughs> like, I'm pretty pretty good there wipe my hands of that so yeah well they did just say in an article um I think it was Toby Emmerich who's running over at Warner Brothers mentioned that because of the performance of Aquaman, they do seem to be pretty happy with uh, maybe just not focusing in on a shared connective universe right now and just doing these solo movies. So like you said, we got Shazam coming, uh, Wonder Woman comes next year, but we also seem to be right around the corner in production as far as uh, the, the Harley Quinn movie. Uh, the Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn, and we have Joker coming. So they do definitely seem to have their 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 things together in a way that it seems like, okay, they know what they want to do right now. Whether those movies all turn out to be good or not, that's another thing, but at least they seem like they kind of know what they want to right. do right now and aren't trying to force things to work and are focused in on the individual movies that they're trying to make. So... Hopefully that works for them and then somewhere down the line because they we still know these things are all still in this universe. They're just not going out of their way to connect them. But maybe down the line when they feel a little bit more confident after these movies have done and performed well on a solo basis that they can bring some of these aspects together. Sort of like obviously what Marvel has done. And this is what DC probably should have tried to do in the first place. But I'm hoping better late than never and that they actually have gotten maybe this pattern and system down. Um, David, did you get a chance to see the Shazam teaser, that one minute trailer thing that they showed? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. And yeah, it looks great. I'm, I'm still pleased with what I'm seeing from Shazam, but yeah, this was just, like you said, it's short. It's, I went into it thinking, oh, it's a whole new trailer. And I'm like, oh, no, this is like a TV spot. Basically. No, it was a teaser. Yeah. It was a teaser. Fast. It was like a full what, trailer is coming. Seconds? Yeah, tomorrow, right? Uh, you know what? I I don't know when they said it would come, but I know it's supposed to be fairly soon because obviously we've only actually had the one real trailer, so there's definitely going to be ramping up on the the marketing. So I, I I know there is another full trailer, so maybe that was just a prelude to it. Is this going to we'll be a, this uh, is this going to be a situation where you're avoiding it from here on out, or you're going to watch it? I will probably watch it um, because I don't feel like Shazam is one of those movies where uh, I need to kind of not see it and witness it firsthand when I'm sitting down. I I think with this type of movie, I'm open to seeing more of it and seeing a little little bit more of what they're going for. Not that I don't know, but just those extra elements won't hurt. But as you say that, 
another trailer came out this week that I actually didn't watch. I was going to watch it. I didn't get around to it. And then I just made the decision not to do the watch it, which is the John Wick 3 Parabellum. Uh, that trailer. one. I thought you were going to say you hadn't watched Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> there's another okay. one we need to talk okay. about. So, but you uh, haven't watched John Wick 3, huh? No. So did you guys get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I watched that. I don't... Oh, so I watched it and hey, I like the John Wick movies and this movie looks like another solid, you know, film from that franchise. And and this I know this isn't new news, I guess I, I should have remembered this. But then the end of the trailer comes up and Holly Berry pops up and it just pulled me out of it immediately. Like, I don't don't know. And I have, I have nothing against her. Like Holly Berry's fine. I'm not saying this, like I'm some Holly Berry hater, but there's something. Yeah, she is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know what it is. Like seeing her, (laughs) seeing her in the film, I was like, this doesn't work for me. I don't know. It just doesn't fit. Like. And I mean, because even earlier in the trailer, you see Angelica Houston in it, and she looks perfect for this movie, you know. And yeah, she does. But then Holly Berry, I'm like, I just she looks feels like Holly Berry, not like whoever she's playing. I don't know. I just don't. We'll see how she is in the film, but I'm I was immediately like, oh, I don't know. This I don't, this kind of bums me out. <laughs> like I don't know why it just doesn't feel like it. I fits. mean, could it be any worse than Ruby Rose in the second one? Like mm. I thought Ruby Rose. She's returning. Pretty what? Yeah, she's gonna be no, in this she's one as not. well. Yeah. As, as a fucking memory, I hope. Like she was terrible <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> like just like wow. oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. <laughs> like, I mean, I just she I mean she's not credited. It doesn't look like it is. At least I'm looking at IMDB right now and she's not anywhere to be seen. So I mean that's Okay. Well, yeah, from but, what I heard, she's she's supposed to be in it again, but it, it, which would be interesting to me that if she does end up being in the movie, regardless of how small or large a role she has, I'm surprised that they would bring her back but not bring Common back. Because from what I understand, he's not in this one. So I liked Common. Like I thought Common fit perfectly. I don't think that this. I couldn't take her seriously, and I. That's not to take anything away from her. I think she, I've seen other roles where she's, I was like, oh, she's doing a really good job where this is really good. But with this movie and how she's supposed to be some sort of badass silent assassin, I just, I didn't really buy it. Like, I just couldn't really get behind it. Like, I was just like, nah, not really. So, I mean, I think that's kind of how you felt when you saw Halle Berry. You're just kind of like, eh, no, not really, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? She could, I mean, Halle Berry is a very talented actress, so maybe she'll surprise you when you get a chance to see the movie. I'm excited to see it, if anything, just because it's a John Wick movie and I, I dig the character and the story. I mean, I think it's over the top and I think it's ridiculous at this point, but I'm all in. Shit, I'll yeah, watch it. Why not? I'll watch the shit out of that movie. And it's just, you know, it's um, it, that's just kind of how that's how I feel about it. Sorry. I didn't mean to monopolize the conversation. There no, no, no. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I guess my main decision to not watch it at this point is just because uh, I like seeing the action in those movies and I think that's one of those ones where I'm just kind of going into it cold and be curious. I'm not going to go out of my way to avoid it. So if I go see a movie this week and the trailer's playing, I'll watch it, but I'm not looking to seek out to find it. So we'll we'll see. But um, I like the series very much and it's the closest thing for me to the raid series of movies um but this being an american version so it's like i love that action stuff so i'm i'm very anxious to see what they cooked up for this third one yeah the action is Um, pretty supreme when it comes to these movies like they do a damn good job with it like they really do yeah, like the the gung fu stuff is all yeah. always good. Uh, so yeah, as David sort of mentioned slightly earlier, there was another big trailer that dropped, which was the Spider Man Far From Home trailer, and uh, I I'll say that I did watch this one, and I didn't. It was never 
on my mind that I wouldn't watch this. There was never a, a doubt that I was going to watch this trailer. So obviously, being that it's Spider-Man, um, I was curious to see what they would what they would show for this one because, as we all know, in Infinity War, the character is one of the ones that are a part of that decimation that happens when Thanos snaps his fingers. So you're just kind of curious as to how the marketing was going to be done for this. And from what I understand, uh, Kevin Feige and a lot of the people over at Marvel Disney wanted Sony to really wait before trying to promote this movie. But Sony's like, why would we wait to market a movie that we plan to make money off of? So they're kind of essentially like, we're doing what we want to do. And uh, this trailer initially dropped at the um oh i forget it was a it was in brazil a, a comic it? convention yes, yes and that's where it was i couldn't remember the location but it was the brazilian comic-con and they were supposed to have shown it to us then but because of the closeness between i think when that trailer dropped and uh was it endgame's trailer or was it Captain Marvel's trailer there was another trailer essentially that it dropped that week and then they decided to not uh, show this Spider-Man trailer. So now it's here and we finally get a chance to see it. And I think it's great. It looks like it it picks up exactly where the last one left off as far as the tone. You get the, the familiar um, crew of, of Peter Parker, his classmates that you have there, and um, the tone of it, of, of Spider-Man or Peter going on a class trip that's in London and yet, you know, there's he thinks there's no need for him to bring his Spider-Man costume along because, like, well, what's going to happen in London? You know, why would I ever need that? And for them to introduce the idea of Peter still trying to be a kid, even though for the first movie and when you see him also in Civil War, he su- he really wants to be the superhero. He's he's evolving. He's changing. He's he's thinking. You know, like. This isn't have to be my whole life. Being the superhero is cool, but I also want to be Peter Parker and explore those things. And I, I thought it just did a good job of mixing that fun from the first movie and also the action because you get to see the first look of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. And he looks so comic book accurate. It's ridiculous. And I just think that there's some things going on there that uh, if People are curious. They could look online to find out about, but I won't say anything here. But overall, I just really thought the trailer looked really, really good. And um, David, since you had mentioned it, uh, what did you think when you saw it? Uh, I thought it looked fine. That's kind of where I am, actually. I mean, I love uh, Homecoming, to be clear. And I'm sure everyone who listens to this show knows that. But uh, yeah, watching this... uh, teaser trailer if you want to call it that i mean yeah i thought it looked okay but i didn't do anything like it didn't blow me away by any means and uh sure it's cool to see you know nick fury in this and it's it's cool to see that continued connection to the kind of avengers world and not just spider-man in these films but other than that i don't know there was nothing about this trailer that like really got me excited with that said i i i think the movie will be good i just think for me it's just kind of a week trailer so that's kind of where i am and and i will to comment on the whole like marketing of this movie it's annoying like i hate that we're seeing this and and i mean it would be one thing if there were some hope that this actually took place before the events of avengers infinity war and it seems that there are still people out there that are kind of holding out some hope that that's the case but mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have seen from more than one person who, you know, people, professionals who apparently know what they're talking about that have they're they're claiming they have been specifically told by the studio that, no, this takes place after Endgame. And right. And it, it's just I don't know. It's annoying to hear. I get it. I get we all know how, that Endgame is going to end in a mostly happy state and people are coming back. I know that mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not being naive. I'm just I don't know. This is annoying. Like, I don't want to see this before I see that movie, but yeah. I, I, I feel like they almost could have waited for this trailer to just wait until Endgame. 
and then give me this trailer. Because when Literally, does this movie drop? When does this come? June, July third. July third. Yeah, I mean, uh, that so like is right summer. in the middle of summer, like right in the middle of the mm. summer. There yeah. was nothing to be gained by dropping this this movie this trailer early. Right. There was absolutely nothing. Like right. they could have waited until what? Is, when does Bobby? When does uh, Avengers come out? March April, what? April? No, April twenty eighth or something like April that. April twenty eighth. April. Yeah. So that Monday, March what first or second, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they could have dropped then. Man. And it would have fit right in line with everything that's been going on with the Marvel universe. There was no, and it would have just been that much more hype. There's nothing that I think they could have possibly gained or garnished by dropping it early. So I'm like, I, while I enjoyed it, I, I think I'm with you, David, when it's just like kind of annoying. Like, it's just like, you don't, you know, it's like, I, and like you, I'm not naive to the fact that, you know, I know characters are going to come back. You know, Black Panther is more than likely is going to come back. Spider-Man is going to come back, but and other characters I'm sure are going to come back. But at the same time, it's like, why do this right now? Especially when the company and the team that has essentially helped you relaunch a franchise um, that you've been you you didn't do well with with the first time with the Andrew Garfield series. Why why not just wait? There was no reason to do it. There, there really wasn't like I, I genuinely I like I said I enjoyed the trailer I'm looking forward to the movie I'm going to watch that movie I'm all in for that movie but it just seemed like almost like a stab or a dig at somebody else when they're like hey don't do this and they're like you know what we're going to do whatever the hell we want to and you can't say anything about it so that right. they just did it um, one studio like thumbing that, up the other studio yeah I felt like it was just in poor taste when it comes to working in a collaborative effort to just basically have the final end game of being, you know, both of doing well. Like, I, I just don't understand why this doesn't make any sense. It's almost like six months away. Whereas in Avengers is just a couple months away and they could have, they could have started releasing maybe posters or anything like that, or maybe just one sheets where it just literally said Spider-Man far from home. Like they have, instead of having, you know, a full on teaser and, a movie trailer and stuff. It's just, it, like I said, it seemed in poor taste for me. Yeah. I think it's, it's a little too soon for me with this trailer. And also, honestly, I'm, I'm with David. This trailer really didn't do anything for me. I mean, yeah, I just, I, and, and I actually wound up, I didn't watch it. The first time I watched it was actually when we were sitting in for glass. That's the first time I saw it was in the theater. Cause I was like, yeah, we're going to the movie tomorrow night. It's fine. I'll just wait. So, you know, I'm watching and I'm like, I'm not feeling a major draw to this. Like, this isn't pulling me in in any way. And also, I don't really want to see this just yet. Like, like I know Peter Parker's coming back from Endgame. Like, I, I know, I know, but I don't need to see it. I, I don't need to see Nick Fury, even though it's kind of cool to see Nick Fury. <laughs> you know, and... uh I can never think of her name. Agent whatever. Play like Colby's, yeah. Play like Colby Smolders. Sorry, I can never say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you kind of see her for a hot second and like, I'm like, oh, hey, it's, it's cool, you know, and you see happy, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, okay, great. The gang's all here, but <laughs> like it just didn't, I don't know. It was just missing something. And I'll be honest, like, hmm. I, I have mixed feelings about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and I, I mean, let me, like in general, let me rephrase or? this. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> to clarify, I do not have mixed feelings about Jake Gyllenhaal in any way, shape or form as a human being. As a that, human being? That man is fabulous. He is a great actor. He's a wonderful oh, okay. singer. He could do Broadway. Singer? He's, I didn't know he sang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Hmm. I don't know. Every, everything about him. Lovely. Super cool with. Miss Mysterio. But know. why is that? Because like, know. what other portrayal have you had to compare? Who could be a good Mysterio? Well, I mean, I will say to put me on the spot now. I'm kind of like, I don't know, geez. But like, I don't know. I just I saw him. I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. And I, I'll be honest. And this sounds really kind of weird, but. I don't know how I feel about him as in an action film, in a, in, a, in a comic movie, or as a good guy or a bad guy or anything. I'm kind of in general. I'm kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I don't know. You know, at one point in time, when 
I believe during the time of Spider-Man 3 with uh, Tobey Maguire, I think he wasn't going... No, it may have been after that, and he wasn't going to come back or he wasn't doing it or something. They were courting Jake Gyllenhaal to be Peter Parker Spider-Man at one point in time. No, I do remember that, but I will say different time, different situation. This... mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not really feeling it right now. I'm not digging on it right now. Maybe later okay. I will, but right now I'm not. Hmm. And I'm always digging on Jake Gyllenhaal in general. <laughs> to be clear. You know, real quick side note uh, before I kind of jump back to that. Michelle, you saying that about Jake Gyllenhaal. Something that when we did our top 10 that uh, – Neither you nor David mentioned on your list that I, I thought for sure might show up on, if not both of your lists, then for sure probably probably David's list, was a, a simple favor. And I don't even think you mentioned it in honorable mentions, but I, I could have sworn you both really loved that movie. And I know David liked uh, Miss Blake Lively in that movie <laughs> quite a bit. So, well, uh, funny, I just funny remember fact, I wanted to ask about that. Funny fact, Bobby. As we're getting into the top five, I shoot a paper message up over the monitor to David saying, simple favor, top five, question mark. Hey, <laughs> hey now. And only because, and I will say, he, I, think, I think he really liked that movie, but at the same time, he still was kind of mixed on some things, that movie. I enjoyed the movie, but I knew that was going to be anywhere near my top five. How'd you go from Jake Gyllenhaal to a simple favor because uh, it was someone you like, and I know uh, David likes the Miss Lively. So, uh. <laughs> so I want to challenge anybody to go back and listen to our review of A Simple Favor. Because you guys clearly do not remember my opinion on that movie. <laughs> I guess not. I no, just think I was like, just thinking about how you thought about Blake Lively. I think you're yeah you're you're, com- you're confusing my. Is, you weren't overly <laughs> amazed by that film. You're confusing my. Uh, my appreciation for Blake Lively and, outfit, and Anna an Kendrick, uh, for that matter, an um, outfit that she wore with with my appreciation for the film, which was next to nothing. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> like, oh gosh, wow. and yeah, because I remember feeling like that movie was just a mess of like it didn't know if it wanted to be like this kind of base, very serious kind of thriller drama or like a parody of that. It was right, weird. It I found it odd and. I wanted to like it. I did not like that movie. And I I forgot that you did that, Michelle, during the the show and you had handed me that note. And I remember when I looked at it, I'm thinking, is she being serious? Does she not remember? I don't, I I don't like mess- this film. I was <laughs> like, just kind of messing with you. This like, movie isn't anywhere near my top 10. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I totally misremembered that then because I could have I sworn yeah, that you no. guys liked it. I think I was lukewarm on it, really. Yeah, yeah no. we weren't fans of it. I mean, yeah, I, okay. I guess maybe I mean, right now, maybe I'm coming across like I hated it. And that's not true. I mean, no, probably lukewarm is more accurate, but I don't know. I thought it overall was kind of a mess. Yeah. Mm. Sorry for a second. So okay. we were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal and you went to that. And I was like, how the hell did we just go to this? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to talk about um, wildlife that he was in. Oh, no. Which is in both of our no. honorable mentions. Which was my 11th yeah, honor- was. number 11. That was my honorable mention for number 11. So, I mean, that's why, for a second, I was like, is he going to, what's happening right now? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Let's, but, let's, um, I digress. Yeah, so, back, back to, uh, I sorry, I digress, but. No, no, it's um, fine. Back to the, uh, the subject at hand. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just built into me to, predeterminedly like stuff that's uh, situated around Spider-Man, but it just all felt really like uh, familiar in the, in a good sense of like putting on a favorite pair of shoes or something, slipping right back into it and seeing those characters again and seeing them on a, to another adventure. And so, so much so that honestly they did such a good job to me in that trailer that I definitely don't feel like i need to see anything else so i feel like i'm one and done with uh the trailers as far as anything else from far from home is it has to do with anything so i'm good there um but i guess obviously with it being sort of middle of the road for you guys that maybe you need a little bit more uh not necessarily incentive to see it but a little bit more convincing of uh, excitement wise. Well, and as horrible as what I'm going to say is going to sound, and I realize that this movie has nothing to do with the latter movie. Man, it's 
it's hard for a Spider-Man film to come up after Spider-Verse. Mm. Like, Into the Spider-Verse was such a good Spider-Man movie that it's almost like this almost feels too soon from that one. I'm like, oh, too soon. No, I thought the same thing watching it. I was like... It's so hard for you to compete it, with that right now. It felt like, if not, if anything, yet another reason to wait. Like Yes. Yeah, hmm. I agree. I, was, I mean, it's you can't really compare them other than no. they're, they're Spider-Man. No, I'm I'm just yeah. saying like but at the same time I I kind of did. Like I know. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of did a little bit. And it's not fair to do that. I just couldn't help it. Like Right. After that great experience of Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, so it I wasn't was just like, me. No, no, it totally wasn't just you. Oh, I did okay, the same cool. thing. Cuz I was like I and know I'm, I should I'm saying this these. thinking I thought we were going to get this trailer in front of Into the Spider-Verse because part of me was like, oh, that seems like a perfect fit, right? We're going <laughs> to see yeah. this in front of that movie and that didn't happen, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm i with you. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, so uh, I know I saw, Yasha, you put your thoughts out there as far as the the timing of the, the trailer, but the trailer itself, what were your thoughts on that? It uh, looks fun. I mean, okay. I'm just excited to see the movie, too. I, I think it looks funny. I think it looks kind of same vein as what we've been watching with the uh, with Homecoming. I thought Homecoming was a fantastic movie, and I definitely enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to see what Jake Gyllenhaal brings to this character, Mysterio. I know a little about Mysterio, not much, admittedly, um, but I do know who he is. I know what he's about. I know, you know, what kind of, you know, what he brings to the table. And, you know, it's just kind of cool to see what they're building with this Spider-Man franchise. And I'm hoping that, you know, we have the Sinister Six on the horizon because uh, that's what it feels like. But you never know with some of these movies. And I just hope that it's not a, for lack of a better way of saying it, clusterfuck of just CGI throughout the entire movie. Because um, it looked a little messy towards the middle to the end of the trailer with all of what was going on. But... I still have high hopes that the movie is just going to fit right in the realm of what I wanted to see. And it looks fun. So still looks like we're dealing with a young kid, like a high schooler that's just trying to figure out himself. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I I'm, I'm eager to see it. Well, let's keep on this Spider-Man train as I run down the top five movies of the weekend and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is number five. And it brought in a uh, 7.2 million, which it actually, I, I believe, was out of the top five. So it just found its way back into the top five. So that's doing pretty well for itself. Um, looks like it's at about 158 million worldwide, or at least domestic. And I think worldwide was like uh, two something, 280, 290, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Number four for this week is Aquaman making an additional 10.3 million. So that's, uh, I think it was last weekend or so that it finally crossed the billion. So that it's, it's doing its thing. It's Um, insane that it's doing so well, like so remarkably well, but I love it. It's great. Like that's cool. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you're right. It it, it is insane. And I think, Everybody over at Warner Brothers probably thinks it's insane, too, because I honestly feel like they didn't have much hope in the movie based on everything that they had prior to that. And they were probably going to be happy if that movie would have made somewhere around the neighborhood of 500 million, 400, 500. And here it is hitting a billion and, and with more to come still. It's just it's just. Yeah, I mean, they're probably still popping champagne over there over the success of Aquaman, much to the dismay of Michelle and David. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a fair world. Uh, you guys uh, out like I do anytime an Emily Blunt movie does well. It's oh, <laughs> oh, horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. A- so apples to pineapples, my friend. <laughs> I think I was going to say that during, say this during the top 10 show when she came up. And I remember the other day, randomly, Edge of Tomorrow was on like TNT or something. And I threw it on like while probably working on the podcast or something. And I just, I remember I immediately like when that first shot of her when she's in the training room and she first sees Tom Cruise and Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> it's okay. Have your moment. Oh, um, anyway. And I just remember I immediately thought of Yasha and I'm just like, how, right? how is it possible? How could you not? How, like how could you not like this? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I, get it. I, you know what? And I, I, and I, and I enjoyed edge of tomorrow. I thoroughly enjoyed edge of tomorrow. And I, I would watch you just that like watching like Emily you. Blunt die a few times. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no to that, but (laughs) I I would never want anybody to die. Like, that's ridiculous. But like, I did like Edge of Tomorrow. I thought it was a really fun and and engaging and good movie. And I, you know, didn't even mind her character there. And I saw Sicario and I, I loved that movie. Like the first one and she was in the headliner for that. And I just like, she did a great job in that. But for the majority of her shit, I just can't get behind. I'm just like, uh, I want, uh, I'm nauseous when it's like, what she's doing. I'm just like, no, nah, hmm. I, I can't watch this bullshit. Like, it's just garbage. I can't. Jeez. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Uh, let's just keep going. Yeah. With this. <laughs> We're just not, this is just. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, number three, making its uh, debut for the week is. Dragon Ball Super Broly, which made $10.6 million. And obviously, there was a decent amount of Dragon Ball fans out there that was wanting to see this. I didn't even know this was coming out and heard nothing about it. But $10.6, um, I don't know in terms of uh, what their expectations were for it. But it sounds <laughs> like it's a decent number uh, for something like that. Dude, like the theater we saw Glass at had like three screens that had that on there. Did really? you notice that when we were walking out? I noticed it seemed like a lot. I, I was like, and I noticed people wearing shirts in the lobby. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I think a Dragon Ball movie came out this weekend. Like, I didn't even really know. And I think that's what that line was to get in that one theater too. Yeah. I was like, why are there three screens that have a Dragon Ball Z film? I'm not realizing it's a new. Like, I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah, no, we walked up and I remember seeing. Yeah, like there was a line in the one of the hallways, and I'm like, oh man, there's a lot of people here for glass. That's good to see. And, <laughs> and we we get into our you know our showing. We 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 could fit into the Dolby Cinema version because I bought my tickets too late and it was we're full. We're in the IMAX, so we went to the IMAX screening, which was fine, but. IMAX, it was, you know, a decent amount of people, but it was yeah. Yeah, not packed. It, it definitely was not packed. No. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, no, but the Dragon Ball Z thing was a thing that night. Like both of us were like, what the hell is happening? I didn't even know that movie was coming out. So I'm glad me that we didn't know the movie was coming out because that makes me feel better. Like I didn't miss something. And I'm like, wait, there was a Dragon Ball movie that came out this weekend. What are you talking about? Right. So but right. the the most I remember about a Dragon Ball movie is I thought at San Diego Comic-Con this past year, seeing some banners around some of the hotels for a Dragon Ball thing. But I didn't, I mean, not knowing much about Dragon Ball, I didn't know if that was a movie or a new, uh, you know, card series or what it was. But um, yeah, apparently the, the movie came out and uh, did seems like fairly well. Uh, number two movie is from a holdover from last week is the upside with Kevin Hart and um, uh, just lost his name in my head. Brian Cranston. Cranston. Thank you very much. Brian Cranston. And that made 15.6 million. And I actually got a chance to see that movie last week. And it's based off of a, 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 a I, I think um, a foreign film. I, oh, it's called the impossibles and probables, something like that. And it's the story about the uh, Brian Cranston plays this man who is uh, a paraplegic in a wheelchair and can't do for him, uh, quad quadriplegic, sorry, and in a wheelchair and can't do for himself. And so he ends up hiring Kevin Hart to be his caretaker who has l- no experience in, in taking care of someone else, let alone being able to take care of himself. Cause he's an ex con just really been on parole for a short time and, trying to reconnect with his son and just um, not really being a, a great example. And you discover their, their, through this, I guess, um, relationship that they have, that they form a bond. And it, 
there's a there's a a, a connection that they they have based on them kind of having chips on their shoulders individually, but sort of seeing the wider picture. And it's one of those movies that's just kind of a feel-good movie. And honestly, I, I really liked it. I, I went into it half-heartedly, not really expecting to enjoy it, per se, because um, the trailers I thought was okay, but nothing really grabbed me about it. And coming out of it, watching it, I was... mostly impressed with Kevin Hart because he was finally doing something that wasn't just him being, uh, you know, the silly clown. Yeah. He he wasn't just being like the, the, the foil for jokes or whatever. It was him being more serious, but obviously there's still that element of humor there, but it really worked. And so, um, I was pleasantly surprised being able to watch this movie. I remember watching trailers for it the few times it would pop up in the theater and being like, I mean, most likely I'm not going to see this in the theater, but I would. It looks entertaining. It's definitely uh, it pops up on Netflix. I'd I'd watch it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's entertaining. Yeah. Um, So the number one movie of the week was Glass, which debuted at 40.5 million. And I remember reading estimates for the movie maybe a week and a half ago or so. And there were some people projecting it could possibly open up to like 70 million or so. And, uh, that didn't happen. But from my understanding, I think the studio estimates were between 40 and 50 million. So, uh, it looks like it's right in line to where the studio was projecting. And like I said, we'll see where it falls next week, but it's just definitely a solid opening because the the budget on it was 20 million so it's obviously going to be profitable for him it's just a matter of how it will be for m night in terms of his um his cachet going forward in the sense of uh, do people trust him with bigger budget movies now or are they still kind of like uh iffy or does he still want to kind of stay in this blumhouse mid-range budget movie or low-range budget movies right. for a little while and, and continue doing that but uh, i am very 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 curious to see what m night's next thing will be yeah and i'm curious like you're saying to see what kind of legs it has considering like what like that because that's it's basically where split made its money it it carried for a while and yeah. then we, in the case of glass like next weekend seems to be a really quiet <laughs> weekend at the yeah. box office. Yeah. Like, it'll, it'll keep moving. So hopefully it, I mean, because I liked it, hopefully it, uh, it continues to make some money. And yeah, I think the word of mouth too helped blast a lot or yeah. split, you know, yeah. with people going to see that and they didn't ruin the, have the surprise ending and they didn't ruin that. I think people, since it has such a high rating on rotten tomatoes and it's doing so well, people will just be like, yeah, we're, we're all in for that. Right. Yeah. There was one other movie that has it fell out of the top five, but it's at number seven for the week. It's Escape Room, and it had 5.2 million. That's another movie I ended up seeing and when it came out. And I remember wanting to see this movie back in December. And then as January kind of came through and it came out, I was so into the mode of making sure I watched everything for our top 10 show. I was kind of like, uh, I'm, I, I've been watching so much, I, I want to kind of take a break. So I wasn't thinking I was going to watch it, and then I end up watching it anyway. And honestly, I, I was actually happy with uh, the way the movie came out because if you want to think of the way this movie is, it's kind of like Saw, but without the blood and gore there's all these rooms that are traps for these people who are strangers to each other. And a few people in the cast, you kind of recognize. So you, you're kind of like, okay, I know who that person is. And, um, you, you're trying to see how they navigate through these traps. But what the fun part of the movie is, is how they come up with these different trap rooms and the the way to get out of them. It's pretty clever and um, you're just kind of waiting to see what's next with the next room and how, how that will look and how they'll try to be able to get out of that room. And I thought that was the fun of the movie, um, much in the same way that Saw has that element to it, to where you're kind of watching it for 
the traps and and the kills, so to speak. But um, I thought they did a pretty good job with this movie. And the fact that it cost only nine million to make and it's already made forty million, um, it leaves plan. it in a place. Yeah, it leaves it in a place to where they could make a sequel if they wanted to. And based on these numbers, I'm pretty sure that they will. I don't know if anyone else um, had anything. Did it, David or Michelle, did you guys watch anything else this weekend? I've just, now that we're, like you mentioned, we're done with the top 10 show prep. I have now kind of gone back into like, okay, I got to catch up on things. I'm going to catch it up on the crown, which I'm almost now completely caught up on that. And uh, that's really all I've been watching, <laughs> which I will say I'm very happy to be watching again because I love that show. Kind of bumps Speaking me out of, so well, so did you, I don't remember if I posted this or not, but there was a story that came out today that uh, there's a new cast member to the crown for next season. Did you, did I post that? Did you guys see that? Uh, no, I don't think I saw that. So, um, the the part for Margaret that Margaret Thatcher was cast and uh, it's for uh, it's Gillian Anderson will be playing that that character nice nice right okay. love me some Gillian Anderson so I was like I that's huh. a show when I saw that casting I was like man that's another show I got to get caught up on and um, it's it's weird I was just having this conversation earlier today and I was sitting here thinking about a lot of the different shows that I watch and a lot of the shows that are still coming up that haven't aired yet, like the Mandalorian and all the different uh, Marvel series that they're going to have that are going to be on the Disney streaming plus um, streaming service. And I'm like, man, I'm going to have to start cutting out some of the stuff that I currently watch to make way for some of this new stuff, because there's no way I can just keep adding stuff without letting stuff go. And some of the things I was just on the top of mind thinking that I'll let go of is probably some of my CW shows that I watch of the superhero shows because I feel like what um, right exactly ears just tingle with the words that you were going to give up on some of those CW shows yeah so here's the thing and here's and here's my logic and reasoning for it there's so many really good shows that um there's things that are really happening on those shows that keep you kind of situated to watch week to week. But if you think about a lot of the CW superhero shows, for one, they've been on for quite a few seasons and they all follow a specific formula and they're 22 episodes each season. So it's kind of like, I feel like I'm at a point where with these shows, I've gotten what I wanted to get out of them, being able to see these characters realized in live action and being able to see these stories and see certain characters and villains brought to life. And and they've done that, and I think they've done a good job. But I know and I, I just feel like there's no real stakes in those shows. You kind of know they're not going to kill the Flash. They're not going to, you know, there's nothing of any weight and substance to the shows. They're fun. And they you can pass the time and you can kind of do other stuff while they're on. But there's nothing that keeps you kind of glued to those shows. Whereas like when you're watching a Game of Thrones or a True Detective or, you know, maybe hopefully the Watchmen show that comes on HBO, that those are things that you're going to want to be tuned into and be a part of that conversation that tends to happen with new shows like that, that water cooler aspect and you just don't get that with some of the CW shows. And they, the longer they go on, the more they sort of uh, wear out that welcome. So I think those will be the first ones to go, even though I would normally keep watching those shows, even though I said everything I just did about them. But with the, the coming of new good things, it's time to let some of those old things go. Right. You only have so much time. As yeah, I, as I know well. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, uh, I guess that's all I have. And if that's all you guys have, then I'll turn it back over to you, David. Yeah. I, Wait a minute. How come nobody? I mean, we were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal just a second ago, and it's like nobody talked about Velvet Buzzsaw, the trailer for Velvet Buzzsaw. I didn't see it. I know about that. it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that. I mean, it's the movie is done by the same director that did um, Nightcrawler. 
written yeah. and directed. And if you remember, yeah. y'all, there's yeah, another movie that David hasn't one. seen that he needs to see. David, you haven't seen Nightcrawler? I have not. He's I've missing been out. wanting to challenge David to see that movie because I think he would really like it. But I know, I know for a fact yeah. he would like it. Yeah, I think you'd love it. I think and you'd it love was that on movie. Netflix. Dark, I don't know if it still is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And what's fucked up about that movie is that, like, I was watching an interview with Jalen Hall, and he said that that character is the one he most closely relates to in real life. Oh, and you're serious? are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> and you'll understand that, David, once you get a chance to really watch that movie. And it's like he said that's the one he most identifies with, and you know, or most like him in uh, the real world and it's just like i don't see it because he seems like such a quiet reserved person but maybe he really is i don't maybe know he means it, like the obsessiveness of a th- certain topic yeah is what he's relating to anyways so the director from that film did another film called what now yeah. velvet what velvet buzzsaw mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to try and define it or describe it to you i'm just going to ask you to watch the trailer like it looks very much like whoa, that looks really twisted. I and get he, that. Renee yeah, Russo was in it as well. Yeah, um, she's in it. Uh, uh, who else is in it, Bobby? Like that, those are only main two I know because it's sort of a reteaming from them from being a Nightcrawler together. So yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Malkovich, Tony Collette, uh, Renee Russo, Zawe Ashton, David Diggs. Like, I mean, there's some heavy hitters and real talented people in this movie, and I'm just thoroughly excited to see this movie, even though it looks dark as all hell and really, really, really twisted. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you mentioned that and you mentioned David Diggs is in it, I, that reminds me that even though David hasn't seen or heard any music of Hamilton, he kind of, in a sort of roundabout way, has because you did watch Blind Spotting, right, David? Yes. So there is like the rapping kind of scene in that movie that kind of reminded me slightly of Hamilton in a way. So I mm. think you kind of at least know some of what to expect if you kind of seen well, that. Well, I mean, in- I mean to be clear, I in in that respect, I know what to expect from Hamilton. I've just I've never heard the actual songs from Hamilton. Like I, and, well, and I say that, and I think I've heard snippets here and there that I just, you know, you can't avoid. You watch the news, right. you watch right. anything, you know, and it comes up, especially lately with the performances in Puerto Rico. I've I've seen kind of a little bit, but for the most part, I've the actual songs themselves. I have not, I've not listened mm. to yet. That, that will change very soon, but I've not listened to yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, hopefully. I will get a chance to see it at some point in time just because um, I was sort of like you in the same boat. Hadn't heard any of it. I obviously knew of it, but hadn't heard it. And then one day, I think it was, I don't remember, it was a few months ago, but I just was like, let me listen to a little bit of it just to kind of get a sense oh, of what really? it was. Because I, re- I, I feel yeah. like you were in the same boat as me. You were kind of saying totally. like you wanted to wait. Well, I wanted to wait, but... I have no clue as to when I'll actually get to ever see the play live, let alone uh, if I'll have to just wait until they do some sort of um, like a film adaptation theater. Yeah. Yeah, Or something. So knowing that there's no uh, chance for me to see it on the immediate horizon, I just wanted to kind of hear it and see what it was. And I think I listened to like maybe the first six or seven songs from it, maybe. And yeah, it's it definitely makes me feel like um, I knew someone who said that for them, they thought it's better to listen to it so that when you're actually seeing it, that you're not too not lost. But because of the cadence and what they're saying, it's kind of like you're giving yourself an, an extra uh, advantage to be able to uh, fully grasp the moment. Because I had a friend who was in the same boat as us who saw the play before listening to the music. And he was kind of like, yeah, I kind of wish I had heard it maybe before I watched it just to kind of know a little of what to expect. Not necessarily fully, but to just kind of like now he has to go back and listen to it to kind of remember what he saw 
and sort to kind of connect in a way. Hmm. But I think it's maybe slightly different for everyone. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm going to still hold out. <laughs> I don't know. I've yeah, already, no, I, already I, held I, out to this point, curious. so I'm just going to wait. You're too close now. Like you can't, no, yeah. can't go back now. Well, I could, but nah. No. But anyway, yeah, with that, I think it's time to wrap things up. Uh, as always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening and let you know what you, let us know what you think of the show. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Um, you can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at flicker underscore effect. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube if you choose. And you can find us there at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. So with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Thank you.